Good morning, and welcome to Two Scoops Morning News with Dan and also Craig. I am Dan. And I am also Craig. Here's some scoops. You're watching Two Scoops Morning News with Dan and Craig. Your sunrise reminder that things could get worse, so laugh at them while you still can. Hector Ruse is here. He says the best way to start the day, which brings me great sadness for you and your life and whatever it is that you do with it. Um, <clears throat> well, welcome to the thing. We we missed Thursday because we can. And that's because it. We can. That's right. Yeah, it, saddest part about missing Thursday wasn't that we missed Thursday. It's that I drug my ass out of bed and got all the way here and got into the link and then texted you and you're like nah and i didn't drag my ass out of bed (laughs) Mm -hmm. i uh i was up late working on something i don't remember what but um yeah what i was late working on that night do you want to know what i was up late working on was it trying to find an article that i hadn't already covered because it's all old news yes exactly yeah i'm like here here's one for tomorrow no i talked about that okay well, how about this? No, I talked about that yeah, one. Yeah, it, it was like three or four things in a row. And I did a very long episode last Wednesday. So by the time I got to Thursday, I was like, I've already talked about everything. And I'm, I forgot to set my alarm and I'm not getting up. And we, we put it right in, in the description of in the intro, in everything, or whatever we feel like it. So mm. if we don't feel like it, we won't be here. And we've already given them too much of an explanation as to why. Yes. So the real reason is because. Fuck you. Let's talk about some news. Yeah. So, um, sleep is, um, sleep is sleep. Okay. The racial inequality of sleep. Craig. Uh, Sleep is racism. Sleep is racist because why not? Um, do you, uh, do you want to take a stab at explaining where you think this is going to go before we go there? Well, black people, black Americans can't sleep as good as white Americans, first and foremost, because of the crack epidemic. And it's Whoa, really hard. Hey to now. Crack. <laughs> I, I don't have a clue where this is going. There's, it, it can go so many different directions. Yeah. OK, so I don't even know how much of this uh, to read. I, I still like I started reading this article multiple times and got almost to the part where they talk about the actual cause of this. And uh, we might get there today. We might not, because this is for for an article that is about the racial inequality of sleep. This is like a a, a book, a mini book that just keeps going. That tells me that they have a long, <laughs> lot of this giant word sandwich that they have to play in order to argue their cause. If, if you can't argue your cause in like two to three paragraphs, um, you're really stretching here. Or at you, least you opening opening with the issue, <clears throat> but yes. uh, they don't. Anyway, we'll tr- I'll try and read. Black Americans aren't sleeping as well as whites. Here's why that's a public health problem and what can be done to fix it by Brian Resnick, which sounds an awful lot like John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls, which triggers me right off the bat. Um, goo. The goo. Uh, in 2005, researchers at the University of, Ca- of California, San Diego, began an experiment that would last five years. One by one, they brought 164 study participants to a sleep, which is not 
that large of a of a swatch of people. <laughs> yes, hundred. That's, that's what we're basing our study on is one hundred and sixty four people. Yep. That yeah, that's not that's not going to get you a really good uh, picture of I don't know all of humanity. That's like that's a very small sample. And is it just like San Diego people? Because again, very small sample of one very specific area. Yeah, probably, but we'll, uh, we probably won't find out. <clears throat> and I'm also like, uh, right off the bat, like, if you're doing sl sleep tests in a sleep lab to sleep patients, um, you might get different results than they would get if they were just like, I don't know, going I've, to sleep. Yes, I've always said that about the sleep studies. It's like, of course, you're going to not fucking sleep when you have a bunch of wires hooked up to, up to your head and people staring at you through glass windows. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, 164 study participants to sleep to a sleep lab at the UC San Diego Medical Center, a room. By the way, this comes from theatlantic.com, so you know it's legit. I should have led with that. With a sweeping view of the city and the surrounding valley. Uh, their part I'm not sure why those details are important, but again, we're, we're going to pad the shit out of this thing so you don't find the real reasons. Uh, their participants underwent uh, polysom polysomnography. <laughs> Uh, the most comprehensive sleep test known to science, that word, that, that <laughs> word machine is... Known an, to science? What? Yes, known the to science. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just ask it. Science knows. Um, that, that thing machine is an octopus of a medical device, uh, so I'm sure it helps you sleep really soundly. It has scalp sensors to record brainwave, blah, 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 eye trackers rapid eye movement breathing all that stuff the machine machine that looks yep. at you yep I, we don't really need to know how it works we just need to know the results for the they sake of this article just, they should just have like a creepy guy standing in the corner watching you sleep like are you sleeping yet <laughs> nice no i'm not see the black people aren't sleeping very well damn totally they I don't mean, like they don't like it when some white dude standing in the corner staring at them the white guys are perfectly fine with it though okay that kind of brings me to my my thought is, I mean, how many of these black people are having all this shit hooked up to them and they're really fucking paranoid that this medical, the white medical doctor right. is experimenting on them? I mean, we already Which is know. a racial disparity if they have more paranoia around, you know, medical uh, white doctors or whatever <laughs> doing yes. experiments on them. Anyway, <coughs> the San Diego researchers planned to use that machine, the the big sleep octopus, uh, to document slow wave sleep, the f the phase of sleep, quote, when it's really hard to wake you up. <laughs> Very scientific. As uh, Tom Four, uh, as Tom Four, this is the name, uh, describes it, slow wave sleep is thought to be the most restorative period. Blah blah blah. So. Skip. Skip a paragraph. Yeah, right, so one or two. But it wasn't just slow wave sleep in general. Um, they hope to compare how blacks and whites experience slow wave. God. Black participants, however, spent uh, only about 15% of the night in slow wave sleep. Okay, so uh, generally people are thought to spend 20% of their night in slow, slow wave. Mm -hmm. And the study's white participants hit this mark. So generally people are thought to spend 20% of their night in slow wave sleep and white people hit that mark, but the black people only hit 15%. So why is it that generally people are expected to sleep that much? Who set this standard? White people did. That's Racists? Why. 
racists, yeah. I think. <laughs> like, like, what, what do like, you mean? Uh, they're normally uh, expected to, but they're not doing it. Uh. Now, all right, so through all this word sandwich of freaking uh, science bullshit, um, they're saying that black people in this controlled environment, not out not out in a world where like maybe there's i mean i could see like hey the jobs like i don't get enough sleep because i have to work more job i have to work like five jobs because of income disparity or there's people shooting up the neighborhood so it's really hard to sleep but they're in a controlled environment and black people just aren't sleeping yes there's nothing there's nothing there that's stopping them from sleeping they're just not fucking doing it why is this racism that i i could see when they're, if they're like doing some kind of stupidity or even legitimacy where it's just like, well, because uh, they live in p poor environments, they just don't have time to sleep. So yeah, you getting extra eight to 10 hours of sleep, that's, that's a little bit racist to think that people can do that. But these people are in a room where they're just told, hey, you get to sleep here. And black people are like, nah, I don't want to sleep. <laughs> I'm <long>. good, bro. <laughs> like, what? that's not my problem that's not my fault that black people oh aren't. it is it's a, a societal problem um which you are solely responsible for but uh even the 15 to 20 percent they talk about how um it's like a difference between like of like one hour difference in sleep it's like okay sometimes i sleep an extra hour sometimes i don't sleep an extra hour i feel like if i was being tested for sleep i would probably sleep two less extra hours um, because I would be weirded out by the entire thing. Anyway, whatever. Let's read more. The study was just one data point uh, in a mounting pile of evidence that black Americans aren't sleeping as well as whites. The past uh, June, the journal Sleep published a study um, on the sleep quality of black, white, Chinese, and Hispanic adults in six cities across the United States. Participants were pooled, blah, 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 a cohort of more than 6,000 people. So, okay, this is a little bit better than their okay, initial study. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a little bit more thorough. Yeah. I, I, I would give that more credit. For the last 15 years, have been intermittently pricked, prodded, and assessed, which is a great way to help people sleep, yes, uh, to, dis <laughs> to discover how geography and race influence health over time. More than 950 papers have been put. Who cares? Um, the more likely they are... Okay, it's, it's from the research that they have found. Further, the farther... People live from a wealthier area, the more likely they are to develop insulin resistance or the blacks appear to have higher levels of the substances than that blacks. First of I, all, it, it does make are, right. are we allowed to call them blacks? They are. They are. Um, yeah, it's funny that I said whites several times and was like, yeah, whatever. And then as soon as they say blacks, it's like, oh, can you? Well, well you, you made the mistakes <laughs> of calling them the black. Which is, is that worse? worse? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Uh, for a week, participants in the Mesa study were uh, something, wore these bands, Fitbit like bracelets, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it really emphasized that African Americans as a group are getting yeah. the least amount of sleep. We get it. Um, whites in the study slept an average of 6.85 hours. Blacks slept on average of 6.05 hours, so it's not even an hour less. It is the difference right, of, but, like, 6 hours but, and 40 minutes or 6 hours and 5 minutes. But but uh, the fact that they're sleeping 40 less minutes may be a key factor in a tragic spiral. Right. Whatever that means. It's, it's, not, it's not the tragedy of, like, 
their disparity lives, their desperate lives that are causing them to sleep less. It's the fact that they're sleeping less that's causing them to live desperate <laughs> lives. I feel like I, I feel like we're uh, putting the cart before the, the horse here. Yeah, not... Which came first, the sleep apnea or the racism? I'm not sure. Yeah. Compared with white participants, the in the study, black participants, most uh, epidemiologists prefer black to African-American. It encompasses more people there. There you go. They... Okay, there you go. But so, so that doesn't, but, but blacks. But, yeah, what about blacks? <laughs> it doesn't say anything about blacks. Right. It's black. Right. Uh, we're five times more likely to get short sleep defined as I also like how they sneak that in there. Like we're, we're not saying African-American because this is what scientists prefer. Um, we're sneaking that in there after we just had a couple paragraphs. Eight paragraphs saying, of yes. calling them the blacks. <laughs> just so you know. Um, Hispanic participants were 1.8 times more likely to get short sleep. Chinese participants were, I don't even know if we can say Chinese anymore. Uh, oh, participants. Hello. Yes. <laughs> were 2.3 times more likely. Um, blacks were also more likely to report feeling sleepy in the daytime. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> and they woke up more often in the middle of the night. Notably, the study reads, these associations uh, remained evident after adjustments for sex. Okay. Do they have a reasoning for this? Oh, God. Do they have anything? I, all right. Keep scrolling. Just 15 scrolling. years ago, the intersection of sleep <laughs> wasn't studied much. No. Now we're going to talk about that for a, a whole paragraph. Nope. Um, what's more, the, the sleep disparity persists even when the researchers try to control for economic factors. Okay. Uh, so what explains the gap? Thank God. Thank you. Yeah, we made it. We, we, we made it all the way down to the actual article. So what explains the gap? It's an intriguing and still somewhat open-ended scientific mystery. We don't fucking know. <laughs> we don't know. So let's keep going for like 25 more paragraphs. And and one that is gradually getting more and more attention. In July, the radio program Freakonomics dedicated blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the black-white sleep gap isn't a question for science. <laughs> it's not a question for science. Um, okay. Oh, it isn't just a question for science. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it also has implications for the, po the policy world. Sleep, after all, may be the key factor in tragic a tragic spiral. It appears to be both a symptom of health problems that disproportionately affect black communities and also a cause of those same a cause of those same problems. So it is so a spiral. A and a cause. So yes. so um again, like And we still the, don't know what it is. <laughs> yes. How that's like saying cancer caused cancer. Like how can it be a well, symptom and a cause of the same thing? I think what they're going for, and I'm probably thinking too hard about this, but like, well, they're more likely to live in bad situations because of um, and white privilege and stuff. So um, because they live there, they get less sleep and they get less sleep because they live there, I guess. Like it, it's just a spiral of uncomfortable Jackson. living conditions, I suppose. Jack Skellington says, black, white sleep gap? Dear God, what about the child-adult sleep gap? That's, oh, a good, that, that's a good thing to bring up. What about the ageism of sleep? Can we, can we talk about the ageism of sleep? Because I don't get nearly the freaking sleep my kids do. No. And that's usually by choice. Yeah. Um, my kids quite often sleep twice as long as I do every night, almost, yes. if not literally 12 hours to six hours. And um, yes, I do. I, I'm not even get, hitting the whole white. 6.85 hours so no um 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's safe to say we're not going to learn much out of this besides hey. sleep is racism. Hey, we've still got... It's 720. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, sleep is racist, you guys. Uh, let me skim this real quick and see if we can find anything worth actually talking about. Uh, while sleep is crucial, in 1953, the discovery of rapid eye movement. Yep, okay. Not going to say anything there. While sleep is crucial, it is crucial for health. Yes, we get it. In 2002, um, a psychiatrist... This is long. The To understand why scientists hypothesize that poor sleep causes poor health... We need to live in die, we need to dive into the smallest components of the Jesus Christ. Okay. Um <laughs> we're gonna really break this. Are we learning down. anything out of this? If you take out the discrimination piece, the average African American and the average Caucasian look a lot more similar. Is is this part of the study? <laughs> we're trying, guys. I mean, we're trying. I mean, if we can if we could take out the color part, guys, we really look a lot alike. Black, yes. With without all that melanin, you know, they, they do kind of blend together. Um, <clears throat> science. Uh, how the okay? So overall, if we factor out deaths caused by aging, the, the mortality rate for black men from all causes in the United States. Okay, could could sleep explain part of the difference between blacks and whites? This is like 25 paragraphs in, and we're asking this question. The best scientists are always skeptical, and the sleep research researchers I spoke to were no exception. It's plausible to suggest racial differences in sleep. Whatever the cause might potentially be, uh, maybe a small piece. Okay. You know what we need to do? We need to start... Probably not explaining the whole thing at, or or a large fraction of it. Yes, because you haven't really explained anything at all anything we need we need to start subsidizing sleep to the poorer communities we need to start like uh, like give out sleep stimmies be like <laughs> look look you guys get 25 well, I feel like that's hours where this is going yes we like... need to give 25 hours in the day to the poor communities so they can have an extra hour of sleep that's that's what it sounds like we need i mean the government has their solution for every disparity is um, stimu stimulus checks and uh, subsidies. So we might as well start subsidizing out an extra hour of sleep to. I to think where this is going is like <laughs> when when, as they put it, the blacks um, show up to work. They should be able to be on black folks' time and show up an hour or two later to make up for the sleep disparity within uh, racial discrimination. And I like how this quote is just one that they pulled to blow up. It's, uh, we can't have a 35-year-old African-American male go to bed and not wake up the next day. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. It um, doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Whether it's through community, health affairs, or school, sleep education needs to be more widespread. All right. So, so all right, I'm... So we need to educate our poor black folk on how to sleep better, is what it sounds like. There's a difference. Like, the only thing that I glean from this is there is a difference. And yes, maybe the, the next book will tell us how and why and how to fix it. But it seems like there, uh, it, it is a little interesting to say, like, well, because it, it talks about, like, sleep apnea and how they're just not educated enough on uh, sleep apnea and sleep health issues and stuff. And it's like, um, what? So so you're saying that they they don't 
read this article or they wouldn't be curious as to find out why they're not sleeping well. I don't know. It seems a little assumptive. Maybe well, they're well, just they maybe they just have like even from like an evolutionary standpoint, if like if you're like bred for harsher conditions or something, maybe you need less sleep or something. I, I mean, that's the whole reason why like, they say the the whole melanin thing, as far as the evolutionary standpoint goes. Like, oh, you were you were in harsh harsh conditions, so you you have to adapt to that. Um, I feel like the more we try to, it gets more racist. The more you try and figure out <laughs> why nature is so cruel to take away that that thirty five minutes from the sleep schedule that's just exactly. killing black folks. I don't know. Um, go to bed earlier. The end. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, go to bed earlier. That That is all. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I really want to read this entire thing and try and find the little nugget that answers the question of why sleep is racist. Before the show. I should have, but I didn't. So what do you have, Craig? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I can top that, but... So, so in my news, the latest news, the most uh, horrifying. I mean, this this news here makes everybody who is out there trying to be a podcaster just want to fucking quit. At least it makes me want to just just quit because this is the last uh, episode. Yeah. I don't know if you we mentioned that. Obviously, you know how Joe Rogan has been like the number one podcaster for like for fucking ever. Yeah, because he built an empire and had everybody on the show, everybody and their their controversial white supremacist mothers on the show to yes. rally the troops. But he was like an OG podcaster. Right. He got in at the beginning of it and he created this monster. Yeah, he was kind of a, a person like a, a little bit famous before with uh he was what the fear factor guy and then the mm -hmm. he did like ufc but i think that was after he started his podcast but yeah. still stand comedy he, first too <clears throat> i think he worked his ass off to to make to get to the number one spot i don't think he just like started a show and was immediately hey i'm number one well well after all that hard work he can rest easy knowing that Kim Kardashian topped him after two episodes of her true crime podcast, which it's a true crime podcast, it's a true crime podcast. <laughs> no. no less, not even a podcast. Anyone uh, wants to fucking listen to, uh, but I, I, you I know, tried to no, wait, 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 I can, I can explain this entirely. 100%. <clears throat> what? There's more women in the world than there are men. No, that, I mean, the end, fair. but it's Kim. Kim uh, it's Kim Kardashian. That's the only reason. <laughs> okay, I, I tried to pull this up on the computer, but I couldn't find it. So you're just going to listen to it over my phone and the microphone, and you get you get to hear this too. So listen real quick. The case of Kevin Keith and the Bucyrus Estates is deeply twisted and incredibly heartbreaking from all sides. But before I tell you about this case, let me explain why you're hearing it from me. I'm famous. <laughs> oh, listen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Too loud. I did the show Family Feud a few years back, and one of the producers came up to me and said that he had a case. People always ask me, like, oh, my God, do you have a second? Like, I want to talk to you about this case. <laughs> Why the fuck would they do that? Why would anybody, especially the, the, the producer of Family Feud, <laughs> be like, 
hey, Kim, I know you're famous for absolutely nothing except having a sex tape and just for being famous, but I've got this case I would really like you to look into. <laughs> we need to get and our then, top people on this. Call Kim Kardashian goes, at once. She goes into how this one lady's been working on this case for like six fucking years, and then now she's diving into it, and I'm just – she's acting like – she's not acting like she's just – a famous face that is going to read this and get names or and get listeners because she's a famous fa uh, face. She's acting like she's the actual investigative journalist right. in this. It's like, no, you're just Kim Kardashian, and they wanted a famous person to put on this so they could immediately go to the number one slot overnight, like they did. I, I don't, I, mean, I don't buy it anyway. I don't buy that she went to the number one slot overnight. Uh, no matter who she uh, is or no. where she comes from, like, or especially with it being a true crime thing. Like, I don't know if I, I, I was thinking like, oh, maybe she's like interviewing certain guests no. and people are just dropping in because they're like, let's see what this shit show is. And she's going to get an explosion of numbers at the beginning and then dip off. It probably will still happen that way. But with it being a true crime podcast, no less, it's like. Like, she had the stuff where she was, like, going to Trump and getting people pardoned. So she does, like, partake in, like, some political stuff. And I understand she's got, like, some background and I don't know, being told things and getting people out of jail or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, who who's who's into this? <laughs> I don't know. But, but it's really telling when on the image here of the top podcasters, you have Joe Rogan, Kimmy K., and Meghan Markle, that tells you the sad, sad direction that podcasting is going when you got Meghan and Kim up there with Joe Rogan. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe let's read a few seconds of this because we're about out of time. But it says, uh, Kim Kardashian's new podcast is taking over quite literally. Her big true crime project. It's almost unbelievable. Almost like somebody pumped the numbers. I, I listened to this and it took four minutes to even hear Kim Kardashian's voice. There was four minutes of just different like audio clips from like the case and the the trial. Four fucking minutes of it. I, I get like having some clips in there for a cold effect, open. Yeah. But four minutes till you heard Kim Kardashian's voice. <laughs> and then it's just like she reads like a sentence and then there's an audio clip. And then she'll read like two sentences and then it's an audio and it's it's insane to listen to. Like I, I couldn't get past like six and a half minutes. And then when I heard that clip there, I was like, no, I'm done. And so I stopped. Uh, it says her big true crime project, the system shot to the top of Spotify's top podcast list uh, this week, surging past the Joe Rogan experience. And even the, did you know that Kim Kardashian took the bar exam and is trying to become a lawyer? No, no, I didn't, but good for her. Says he pass it surged past Joe Rogan experience and even the famed call her daddy. I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know what that is. Which fell in line behind her at number two and three, respectively. Meghan Markle's podcast, Archetype, uh, was number four. And from there, you got Huberman Lab, Crime Junkies. So, so you know, uh, true crime is moving up there when uh, crime junkies. Which is actually a pretty decent true crime podcast, but it's just, again, a chick reading reading a script and talking about stories. Tr uh, crime Junkies is far better than whatever the fuck uh, Kim Kardashian was doing here. But, you know, it's getting weird when you've got Meghan Markle, Crime Junkies, and Kim Kardashian sitting on the top of the freaking right. uh, podcast.
Um, I, I want to point out that um, people who listen to Joe Rogan are called like, I don't know, toxic man, whatever, because he's right. had on some unsavory guests at one point or something. And he talks about UFC fighting. Um, so it's like the bros show or whatever is how they try and make it out to be. Um, What's wrong with having a bros show? What, what is, is the deal? Wrong? No, what is the deal with women and their obsession with true crime shit? Well, that's the that's the thing I said. Is there said nothing about... toxic about women being obsessed with hearing about other people being murdered? Yes. yes. Well, that's the thing I said about last week about uh, the Dahmer series and how everybody's all up in arms about the Dahmer series. It's like true crime is at the top of everything right now. Now, now, case in point, it's at the top of podcasts. There's like two or three true crime podcasts sitting in the top spots. One being Kim Kardashian listening about people getting fucking murdered right. but but the summer series that was that was uncalled yep. for yep says it's pretty impressive considering this is less than a week old if you're unfamiliar this first season of the system i am very unfamiliar uh <laughs> tackles a case pertaining to convicted murder kevin keith who kim believes is innocent well i i guess if kim believes he's innocent then we we've got to let him out because yep. she, she would know <laughs> says only to deep dive into the deets slash evidence Ugh. i already hate this. <laughs> clearly there's interest in what she has to say about a podcast or to say in a podcast setting clearly but keep in mind this is a spotify exclusive so it's hard to tell how the system would translate across other platforms rogan and markle's podcasts are also exclusive so the jury's out there too in any case She's all in on promoting it. Looks like KK snapped up some old-fashioned billboard advertising in Calabasas to plug the podcast. So she okay. So she's she, promoting it. With, is that with it? Billboard. <laughs> is that, is so that far, it? So far, only two episodes have dropped. Unclear when new ones are coming, or what sort of schedule this thing's going to follow. A resource page, a resource page dedicated to it, will be updated weekly. That's the end of the story. That's it. I don't like that so, it's called the system. It's a little. That's a, that's halfway to. The system is down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, two episodes have dropped. She's got to number one. How many of this is people like, oh shit, Kim Kardashian's got a podcast. Let me click on that real quick. How many of those are going to drop off the face of the freaking planet by episode three? I would like to know that. I would bet. That I don't know if by episode three, but I would bet it's not long before yeah. this gets stale. And uh, I, I again, I just don't buy it. I don't know, like if Joe Rogan, re maybe Joe Rogan recently had somebody on that they're trying to divert attention away from here or something. But um, either way, either way, whether it be fake or real, um, <clears throat> even if the system is pumping the numbers, um, I think this proves that the glass ceiling is is finally shattered and we can stop talking about um women's problems because kim kardashian did it she beat joe rogan and that is the sure. i mean in the in the age of social media and podcasting is there any higher honor like you she could have been president and it wouldn't be as cool as beating joe rogan at this point apparently jack says uh call her daddy seems to be a sex in the city themed podcast oh neat and that's, a show that's been that's, off the air for 20 years and was bad when it was on the air is one of the that's, top podcasts. That's number three. That, that's, 
that's the grading curve we're going with. We've got Joe Rogan, who is Joe Rogan, and then we've got Kim Kardashian, a Sex in the City podcast, Crime Junkies, and Meghan Markle. That's that's the standard now. I'm done. And that's why I'm I done. said I'm fucking quitting podcasting. I'll take it a step further. Uh, Putin, please send nukes. <laughs> We're done. We're done here. Craig, who allowed who allowed women access <laughs> podcast platforms? Who got this woman a mic? Um, like, I'm good, talking good, about women listeners because they fucked it up for everyone. <laughs> I mean, good for you, Kim. If you did it for real, that's fine. I don't care. Like, I don't care about Joe Rogan that much, even. And I think that no. some of his numbers are probably fake. I, I think all of this is. You know, it'll be what they want it to be, and it'll work. I don't know. It'll it'll work out for whatever agenda or goal they're going for here. And it, it, at least crazy, good good on you. You made something that people want to watch. Now, to all the or listen to to all the people who are watching slash listening to it, what is wrong with you? Yeah, you're I, not here I, listening to this stellar content, but you'll go listen to Kim Kardashian uh, talk about dead people. That's I mean. That's the thing that's frustrated me about podcasting for years now. It's like not even just the fact that I have a show, but the fact that podcasting was like independent, like uh, like the every man's media. And then uh, iHeartRadio got on board with then podcasting. Then Ron Burgundy had a podcast. And, and like... everybody famous, everybody famous is like, I'm not famous enough. I want to talk into a microphone. And people listen to it, not because it's good, but because it's a famous person. And right. everybody's like, I wonder what this famous person has to say about this, like, pointless conversation. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear, hey, all these podcast awards out. And it's like people that were already rich and famous to begin with. It's like, dude, save some room for the rest of us, please. What Craig is saying is uh, people who are rich and famous but don't have anything to say um, get more listeners than people who are not rich and famous and also don't have anything to say. But Exactly, exactly. If you guys would like to hear endless amounts of the nothing that we have worth saying, Craig, where can they find you and the, the nothing that you say? They can find all the endless amounts of nothing that I say over and over constantly uh, at breakthebellpod.com or all over the uh, social medias. My handle is at breakthebellpod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So follow me if you want to hear all the nothings that I have to say. Amen. Hector Ruse says, uh, ye for president of Mars. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't Where know. Nothing you have to say. Oh, I, I, I don't, I quit. So oh. I don't know. Uh, the system is down.tv for as long as this lasts. And um, the system is down.tv and Twitter at, at TSID pod and stuff. This has okay. been fun and we're all just understudies of the great and noble Kim Kardashian at this point. Who gets? Obviously. Who gets? I would say probably around twenty-five minutes less of sleep every night than we do. So good on her. That's how she he, she builds her empire. This has been two scoops. Dun, 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 dun. This has been Two Scoops Morning News every Tuesday and Thursday at seven a.m. Central or whenever we feel like it. Until next time. Hang in there, America.